Dude, I kept going. There's so, many. so much. So yeah, what I did Dude. was I uh, I just uh, sorted by date, and then I went and 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 until I got to the end, and then I searched for a couple yeah. terms of things that I was like, oh, it'd be fun if there's something like this. It'd be fun if there's something like this. Yep. And does this exist? Yes. Okay. Great. And I just copied those. Well, good. It sounds like we have a lot of the same stuff. And when I was done, like when I gave up on covers, like just looking at them, I I started looking more into like imagery and where they got their information from. Oh man. It's, I mean, you just start going down. There's so much much on this that we didn't really, we didn't really act. We didn't go into, uh, with the first. Oh yeah. 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 And that's good. Yeah. And yeah, you can't help, but kind of be forced to go into it on, uh, an episode like this because. (laughs) Oh yeah. I did not anticipate. I was like, I because we recorded late last week and then uh I think Saturday I was like, well, what what episode are we doing on Monday? And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> Dude, it's yeah. a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and the reason uh uh is well we, we let's start uh, uh, um uh <laughs> I know we're kind of we I think we're too amped up to try and yeah. get into this thing. Um and we haven't given the proper introduction. Yeah, so uh have you ever driven like a a bobcat or anything like that? Like a like a so they always look right? really cool. You're talking about the little tiny yes, skip loaders, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, it looks yeah. wicked cool. So, yeah. um, uh, my uh grandpa was having like uh, this sounds like the most white person rich thing. Um, and doesn't everybody's grandpa like have a ranch or something? So anyway, <laughs> uh, my grandpa had a ranch, and I I guess there was like a body like a small body of water, like a little lake or something. Um, and, uh, and so he wanted to drain it for some reason. Uh, and, uh, I was like, oh, well, do you have like a backhoe or anything like that? He was like, oh, I got a little bobcat over there. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so if you're asking me if I can bleed a mare, I can. (laughs) This is Jimmy Pod. Bleed a mare? A mare. A mare is like a lake. Oh, I thought I always thought of a mare as a a male uh, horse. Oh, so right? maybe I was spelling it wrong. Okay, let's do it. Oh, I was spelling it wrong. I, what, I thought so too, but I couldn't. I was. I put M-E-R-E. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. And I just spelled hey, it you wrong. You hit it, man. Because I was going to say, oh, uh, my grandpa had a horse and uh and he needed uh it had a contusion and i needed to uh, i needed to cut it a little bit and uh and i said oh uh bleed a mare i can so bleed american title track from the album bleed american or saltswood sugar from the album jimmy yeah, world depend. um uh wow did i come ill prepared uh, well, I thought I did. And then I think in my fear, I actually have three pages of notes. <laughs> right. And I tried not to get too much information because sifting through it, going through an episode uh, is, a, is a lot. You're looking at it, looking at it here, it doesn't seem like a lot. But then I, th- I look at all the covers I have. I look at all the notes that I made and I see uh, regarding the lyrics, all of the annotations that I have and what I've left, what I've been left with. Which is tough. It's tough to say. I, we got to. I got to stop researching. There's just an, a, a flood of information mm-hmm. out there that we could be going through and, and digesting and all that. 
But looking at what I have, I'm comfortable. I don't feel overwhelmed. So I am, As am, I. I am ready. So much so one. that what are you drinking okay. there, Justin? Okay, so I ended up getting, uh, in honor of this song, when we get into the lyrics, I ended up getting a 12-year a um, single malt scotch. Uh, I believe it is uh, Glen Fitch. That's the right one, man. I didn't, I, I yeah. scoured my cabinet and I had a Nika Japanese whiskey uh, that has maybe one uh-huh. more pour in it. So I saved that. That's a 17-year. And then I reached for the next bottle mm-hmm. of whiskey I had, which is a bourbon. It's a bullet bourbon. Uh, which is Kentucky, not the Speyside region. Uh, right, right. But um, uh, yeah, I, I, I too am drinking a whiskey product along Excellent. with a Topo Chico. I, f- I didn't finish earlier, so I might be, I might have belches on this episode. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, uh, so track one of eleven, Mark Trombino. I mean, come on, we know what this is. It was very hard to research because it, you're researching a banger off of an album by the same name that is their biggest album. Um, yeah. And then there's a band called bleed American. <laughs> um, I didn't come. Across oh, I came across them a lot. <laughs> um, and they sounded fine. They're a pop punk band. Obviously we know where they got their name. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, July 24th, 2001 release. Uh, and I had a question for you. So on Wikipedia, it says that this single was released September 24th, 2001. But I'm pretty sure the song was getting radio play before 9-11 happened, which the reason we're doing this episode is because this episode comes out on 9-11, never forget. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, in the past... Well, my release date in the notes is July 24th. Okay, so, uh, so that puts it, yeah, about six weeks. But I did, I you know, in reading this... There were in the, when they changed the name to Salt Sweat yes. Sugar. Uh, it they it mentioned. I want to say they mentioned it was playing on on the air for two weeks. Okay, yeah, I didn't see how long it had been play released to radio. Does that sound right though? It's like to your timeline, about a couple weeks. So this. I have a clip, and so I, I I went and did the thing I hadn't done in a long time, which was um, uh, I went into our archive of interviews. Uh, from different podcasts and YouTube videos and, and things like that um, and search for the term bleed American. And I have a lot of really good information that I specifically pulled. Like I didn't just pull everything I found. I went and pulled the right. things that I felt worked best for the episode with uh, things specifically about the song. And if it was about the record anyway, I didn't give myself great metadata. So I have several clips and they're not long um, that we can listen through uh, and and have them set up our things. I know where they're from. I just unfortunately don't know um, uh, exactly where I'm going to send. Sorry, I'm going to send you. Actually, you could probably get to it Uh, on the frame. I O folder. I already made a bleed American folder and there's uh, Uh six audio files in there. Anyway, in here, one of these clips has Zach saying. Uh, or maybe it was even Rick. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to the Rick clip, which I do know <laughs> Rick doesn't talk a whole lot. Um, so let me know when you have that link open. I'll tell you which clip that is. Okay. And yeah, I can play these directly in. I think so. Yeah. You browser, should be able to. Right? Uh, if you click the wilderness right. footprint one, that's the Rick clip. And I think he talks about specifically the song rising on rock radio. You know, we did that. The title bleed American, just those two words together. Uh, by, you know, some people or, or organizations 
they saw that as potentially being a negative thing or, you know, like, a you know, it, it could conjure up bad images in the mind when you hear those two words together, you know, what? They obviously didn't play the album. (laughs) No, no. And so what happened is, and the song by the title Bleed American at the moment was starting to gain traction on, on rock radio. And it was, it was starting to take off. And, uh, but because of the title, it was put on the blacklist along with, you know, uh, big old jet airliner and all those others, you know? Yeah. And I totally have a little bit more. That, and that was Rick? That's that was Rick, Rick on the Wilderness Footprint podcast. Okay. Now, if you play the Columbia House Party uh, okay. clip, I believe this is, uh, this is the, uh, they have an amazing podcast that's really well put together. And they did a retrospective yeah. on Bleed American. So this clip in particular talks a little bit more about what Rick was saying. Uh, certain songs got flagged. Okay. American was renamed Salt Sweat Sugar because the, it was on that clear channel list of sensitive media. Yeah, Bleed American, not a great name in a posted 9-11 environment. No, but man, a weird time for like sensitivity on surrounding names and art. Like understandable. Yeah, and album artwork. Yes, a lot of censored album artwork, the Strokes. So he went on to talk about the, the Strokes album art. And this is actually, I'm remembering this, all this stuff. Now, uh, to hear even more about the clear channel thing. Uh, clear channel essentially, I guess, made a list. And I have a link of every song that's on there. Um, but if you go to how yeah, bleed American the, the clear saved, channel, what was that? The clear channel memorandum yeah. and, uh, how bleed American saved Jimmy world. That first clip there, they, uh, talk a little bit more about that as well. Bleed American was released on the 24th of July, 2001 due to the September 11th attacks, American broadcasting company, the clear channel wrote up a list of songs that would not be suitable for play on radio in the nation's panic state, whether due to content or because of the title itself would call to mind the recent trauma. Songs as diverse as The Safari's Wipeout, Leonard Skinner's Tuesday's Gone, and System of Down's Chop Suey were blacklisted. Bleed American's title track, lead single, was also on the list, but the band quickly, temporarily, renamed the track Salt Sweat Sugar to remain on the air. The album was also eponymously retitled. Said Adkins in 2011, It was a pretty fast decision. We all felt we had worked way too hard on it to have it sidelined by not having it given the opportunity to be objectively listened to. How sick was that background music? That's what I think American football sounds like, but I've never really like given them a fair shot. Like there's a couple songs I have saved as favorites from them that sound like that. So I don't know if that's American football or not. But Uh, is that kind of in the same in the same uh, category as like explosions in the sky? I, I well, God, yeah, we're probably pissing chill. off like Tom Mullen and a bunch of other people, but yes, it's the same <laughs> vibe to me. Yes, I'm deleting clips as we go, so I don't have to forget what I played. I, I, I'm watching them go away. <laughs> uh, so I have a few other clips here. Maybe we just let's let's make this the uh, David pulled some clips section of the episode before we go into the lyrics, and this sure. will touch on a lot of that stuff. I wish I would have made notes. So um, we'll just go in order. The trap set, I believe, is a podcast that Zach was on. Bleed American was going up the charts on the oh, alternative, you know, chart. And it was like 16, which is higher than we'd ever been, like even remotely. So it was like moving up a pretty solid clip. And then when 9-11 happened, they, you know, stations just decided to, to not play it. Um, and I don't really remember us like really even like we were 
we didn't care at that point. We didn't care about that. And we didn't care about like changing the title. Like we're like, whatever, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like it doesn't matter. The album's the album, you know? So then they went to the middle. It's cause that was the, ne- the, the middle was the next song we were going to go to. So yeah, uh, that's just more about how we still didn't lock down how long it had been on rock radio, but he's, he even gave indication that it had gotten to 16. Um, right. Uh, before nine 11 happened. <laughs> Um, let's t- oh, I'll save the rig rundown for later. Uh, Slacker podcast is the okay. last uh, clip, and this is Jim talking about Bleed American. All right, here we go. I mean, the song Bleed American is more about like uh, the at least my my interpretation at, at the time of that was like you know the uh, American ex- American experience of self medication to get by through your daily life. Man, that's more topical than ever right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but so it wasn't it wasn't a political statement at all. It certainly wasn't a Did, was there a, fallout from it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, you know, the song Bleed American was our first single and then it like instantly no one was playing it anymore. So there's what a decision you have to make, yeah. right? At that point. I mean, they obviously they didn't as Zach said, they didn't make they didn't really waste any time making the decision, but just to just to think that you've been put in that position yeah, where this is the biggest this is the biggest point in your career, and you've got to change the title of not only your album but this this initial track that introduces people to this this album. Where and and um in Jim's defense, it never was about it wasn't really about politics necessarily. What he explains, which I'm going to get into when we t- talk about song meanings, there's a couple of things on song yeah. meanings. Um, you know, it's about it's about it's about America, yes. But it's more about the history of America, not necessarily where they were at that moment in time. It, uh, you got to think that this is coming out of the 90s. And uh, there was MTV uh, culture, which it, especially around this time, this was 2000, 2001, that they're writing the song. Um, uh, MTV was like the mainstream. And uh, I remember going to my buddy's college dorm. This was 2002, but... Um, he had a, uh, a, 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 like an art piece in his living room that was an old TV they had gotten off the street in New York. And then they put a ga- piece of gaff tape over the front of it and wrote idiot box across the front. You know what I mean? Like it was very like, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I, I was just a kid, but I got the impression in the nineties that like the American ideals and the American dream was, uh, False, like the movie American Beauty, right? That's uh, that's the sort of vibe I get from the song Bleed American, specifically with the opening line, um, uh, or the opening lines, uh, of right. You're putting up a facade of this American dream, and it seems like such an evergreen idea, uh, which they touched on in that clip. Um, and in order to get there, you're either taking a ton of pills to feel okay to get buy and to get there or you know what i mean like the the equivalent of that now would be instagram right everybody's putting up uh, instagram facebook putting up look how perfect my life is look at my great camping trip and then uh, you can attest to this as a dad and we just booked our sequoia trip um uh the effort that goes into taking those fucking photos (laughs) is such a pain in the ass and no one sees that part you know what i mean um right so i digress uh, but 
I think that's what we're getting I, at, right? And but you and I think yeah, kind of what you're you were mentioning though is that there there's a lot of setup in those photos, but I got this is very subjective, but I what how you started saying that was that people take photos and exude this feeling that was never really true. They take the photo and then they go back to what they were doing. Checking their phones. But, checking, um, yeah. but what I, yeah, yeah. I mean, and what I heard was, is that we are trying to, and, and I'm guilty of this. I'm sure you're, you know, we're both guilty of this. I can't say I'm not, but yeah, I, I, I don't take a lot of photos and post them on social media, but, but when I do, yeah, it's a, it's a prepped photo. I mean, I got to think of, I got to get everyone in this. I want to make this the most, uh, the, the epic looking scene where, where are we? Is there, is that, um, is that, is that half dome in the background? Let's make sure we get yeah. this. You know, it's that you go through that tunnel. Let's, we're going to, we're going to stop on that really shady side of this, of the road where there's a lot of, you know, a lot of traffic going by, but we're going to get that really good shot. And yeah, no one thinks about all the work that's gone into that, the planning, the driving up there, the money you've spent to get to that spot. And then the fact that you sit there and you take that photo yeah. and that's what you post on social media to, to represent all of that effort. Yeah. It's a Herculean effort, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's jump into lyrics, dude. I get that totally. Yeah. Uh, first, I did want to mention, kind of, since we're talking about what the band has said, um, I was, uh, you know, there's 113 comments oh, on yeah, songmeetings.com, yeah. and I jumped through as as many as I could stomach, and <laughs> I did come across two from the same user that, huh. uh, when I saw his second one, I was happy to find out I love Jim. So May 9th, two thousand two. Um, I love Jim. This is the first comment they had mentioned was, I think I said this in another post, but Jim was saying this album was about breaking out of his anxiety attacks and stuff. You can go to their site, Jimmy at World Net, and look in the news archives in September if you like references. He start, He referred to the lyrics, bleed from my arm in this bit. I don't think, it says Senor Jim. It, it, there's no tilde over the end, but it says Senor uh-huh. Jim. Had a problem with the bottle, drinking just makes you better. This song does have a fatty beat, though. <laughs> Uh, props to Zach and Rick. That's what caught my eye first. And maybe he's referencing his first post. What was that? May 9th? Yeah. So two, no, this is actually the second post. Two days later, I love Jim posts um, and he quotes Jim. And I was able to find this quote on an IGN board from a year before. Oh, this is great. Right. So this was from a year. And I and the IGN board, oh man, where is it saying waiting for it? The IGN board came from a user named Forgiven on October 4th, 2001, which then copied the same text from JimmyEatWorld.net. Los Angeles, September 18th, 2001. In light of recent events, Jimmy Eat World principal songwriter Jim Adkins has been asked to clarify the title of Bleed American, the first radio track off the album's new album, also called Bleed American. And then we start the quote. I normally don't like to reveal the intent of our songs, Adkin explains, but I do feel I should go into detail regarding the title of Bleed American. The lyrics describe a period when I was trying to deal with panic attacks. I didn't leave the house much, and when I did, I'd go out drinking with friends. Alcohol seemed to numb the anxiety. At that time, I was also reading Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, 1492 to Present. I was amazed at how far back labor struggle goes in the U.S. and how intense it's been. On some level, I guess I equated that with what was going on, uh, what I was going through personally. It inspired Mm. me. Uh, it It continues on. So one day, I decided I was sick of feeling helpless. I made the simple decision that I wasn't going to let myself feel like that anymore. The title Bleed American is a reference to that lyric. I bleed the greed from my arm. Won't they give it a rest now? That was meant to to say I decided to change. Uh, Bleed American is about the desire to change one's life for the better. We named the album Bleed American after that song because the theme 
of the desire to better oneself runs through the entire album. We want everyone to know that Jimmy World sends our deepest sympathies to those who lost loved ones in the tragedies of New York and Washington, D.C. This is an event of immense proportions, and I can't be uh, emphatic enough in expressing our pain and disbelief at the horrific loss of so many lives. So that seems like they're the initial response, or I'm sorry, the official response. Yeah. Um, probably when they, with the same day they made all those decisions, like let's change the titles. Um, this is going to be our official, you know, press release. Yeah. Yeah. Very close. I have something, uh, from the 14th of September, which was, I think four days prior to that. Right. Um, where mm-hmm. this is, this is from an article, uh, Jimmy eat world's Jim and Tom versus Tom Hancock C Fox. Atkins says it was something that we decided around September 14th that we wanted to do. We wanted people to listen to the record with as unbiased a viewpoint as they can bring into it so they can make the songs what they will for themselves. And we just felt that maybe the album title would get in the way of that. And a good decision. Three days, three days later. Uh, Yes. Uh huh. They started the yeah. talks at four, the 14th. Yeah. Um. So yeah. it's not. Yeah. I mean, from Jim's own mouth, it's not necessarily about current events. I mean, he was he was partially uh, written about uh, a part of his personal experience with, you know, the first couple of lines. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Um with how he was dealing with things currently, but really he was he was reading about um I'm sorry, uh Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States 1492 to Present. Um and 1492 from elementary school, you and I can both uh remember that that is when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> yeah, that correct? is that is true, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I did and when you had initially called me, I was looking up. That's the rabbit hole I was going down. I was like, what's this book about? And it just has to do with um the history of the United States through the eyes of the laborers. It's going to be people that came across on ships, people that were here and were forced to do work. So, it's very much from the other side, the non-glamorous mm. side of things, and that's really what was fueling a lot of Jim's uh thoughts when he was That's writing funny. This when did, song out. When did um No Effects's Franco on American come out? Oh my gosh. And I'll tell you why. Franco on American came out 2003. Okay, never mind. Um but there's a lyric in there uh where he says uh I never looked around, never second guessed, then I read some Howard Zinn, now I'm always depressed. Now I can't see sleep from years of apathy all because I read a little Noam Chomsky. So that's when I was hip First, first heard, heard about that. Howard's in yeah. and then uh people's history of the world which is a monty python film right isn't it uh people's um the a brief history of the world oh, is okay. Mel Brooks. That's, sorry <laughs> um that's the the <laughs> title i'm most familiar with but that, which i'm assuming is a take on howard's in um we were both wrong. It's it's a history of the world oh. part one, not a brief history. It's a history <laughs> so there we go before yeah. anyone um before anyone uh Calls 44G. Yeah. Uh, I assume that's a nod to that. Um, let's see which came out first. I was getting mixed up with A Brief History of Time, which is, uh, no, yeah, A Brief History of the World, which is H.G. Wells, A Brief History of Time, which is Stephen Hawking, but it's just uh, History of the World oh, okay. Part 1. And so love History that part of the World one Part 1 did come out a year after the Howard Zinn book, but uh, for some reason, I kind of don't think that they're tied together. I don't know. Never seen it. Uh, so anyway... It may just be a pure. I thought maybe so the you, no you effects want, you want time. Maybe Jim was hip to Howard Zinn because of uh, Fat Mike, but maybe not. Couple yeah. couple of years after. Uh, yeah, let's step through these lyrics let's real quick. 
uh, because we've already kind of been given a, an overview of what this song's about. But I'm not alone because the TV's on, yeah. I'm not crazy because I take the right pills. Uh, a direct uh, reference to Jim's panic attacks and anxiety disorder that, you know, it's so interesting. You hear these the, these real-life issues that these people yeah. go through uh, that you don't think because all you're hearing is their music and you just see them uh, doing interviews. You don't necessarily know about their personal lives to this level. Yeah. So just kind of a kind of a you know it's um, so- sobering to to read that the very the first opening lines is about Jim's sedation and him kind of making himself okay by watching the TV and taking yeah medication. It also <laughs> reminds it makes me Every think day. of the uh, that Green Day video was it Basket Case where Billy Joe's sitting on the couch with the TV and it's like crazy shots of his eyes and stuff. Uh, is that Basket Case or is that Longview? Yes. They're the same song. I get those mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen the video. Yeah. 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 That's how I always imagine this uh, first verse. And and so I didn't know for a long time what I, I, because I did look at the, I didn't have this album um, on CD. I think the first CD I bought that was Jimmy Rolled was Futures. And that's what we were talking about that. And I remember the blue, the the, the digital appearance of the disc top. But I don't remember having Bleed American when it came out. I don't think I did. But I didn't look inside at the liner notes if it did have um, the lyrics in there. But, and rest, clean your conscience, clear your thoughts with Speyside, um, with your grain. I thought he was saying Bayside, which didn't make <laughs> sense. High, but that's baby. what my, my, yeah, right? <laughs> Friends forever. I, I didn't know what they were saying until I heard Speyside, but it just didn't make sense to my brain. I was hearing yeah. Bayside. Um, but what I think now that I know that Speyside is, uh, that's a single malt um, scotch from a, a specific region, right. right? I think I heard, uh, I want to say it was Columbia House Party or maybe another podcast. They were saying uh, uh, Spey is the river. And so like if you're by the river, you'd be Speyside. Uh, oh, I okay. Think. Obviously, I did all the research. <laughs> um, yeah, right. what did I think it was? And rest. I thought it was clear your conscience, your thoughts with space, comma, eyed. And then I don't know what I thought he said. <laughs> like, with space, I would right. do your, these your things. Says, nah, like, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, I thought it was right. so cool that he never finished the thought the second time. With space, eyed, salt switch. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I... Uh, there was something I was going to ask you. Do you have the liner sure notes do. in front of you? Okay. Um, can you do me a favor first? Can you make sure that the uh, the album is flipped over so you're not looking at the cover? Oh, yes. <laughs> Could you tell me without without looking? I mean, or what um, what trophies are on the cover of that album? Bowling, bowling. I always figured it was yeah, like okay. in a bowling alley. Great. I, I had no idea what they were. I've only ever looked at it from a distance, and I thought that they were just trophies in general. Oh. Yeah, I guess Which, um, uh, it reminds can... me of when I was a kid and there would be cigarette dispensers at the bowling alley and my mom smoked and we would go get lottery tickets and she'd pick up cigarettes and I'd go play in the arcade. You know what I mean? So the right. cover of this album is very nostalgic for me. And we'll talk about the cover a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah, we will. I, we'll go through this first because there are a few things that I did want to mention about yeah. that cover. But, but yeah, okay, I so totally you, you didn't know what the, the hell he was you, talking you about. More than oh, I okay. Did. <laughs> Yeah, I totally didn't know what <laughs> until, he was talking yeah, until about. Until today, um, I didn't know. In the at the end of the verse, right? And then reading it, so Spayside with your grain, 
Um, I'm thinking that that's not necessarily grain relating to like early laborers in the United States. I think grain is just how do you want your alcohol? What type of grain? You know, is there is is this going to be grain that's converted into beer? Is this grain that's converted Mm. into um, you know a whiskey or something like that? Uh, that's what I'm thinking is like with your choice of whatever it is, this is what you're clearing your thoughts with. This is how you're using yourself to you're resetting yourself and what you're using to yeah. forget. Basically you're, you're medicating yourself with alcohol as, instead of pills. It's so, f- uh, and then it's we so go funny. Into, like, what was it with like, go ahead. I mean, this is a very pop punk record versus like clarity, but like, like what was it with pop punk bands that thought alcohol was so like, cool and like so technically cool like he's saying space side and then i remember uh now cheshire cat came out six years before uh seven years before um uh bleed american but i remember in the liner notes i think it was for cheshire cat there's like what looks like a like a chemical like a what's the thing where you draw all the little like hexagons and lines and things like that uh do you know what that's called uh a spirograph mm, but it where you draw it has them? to do like with chemistry like you're sh- you're you're drawing the chemical makeup of something and it, it looks like oh a bunch of and you, so you would see stuff. like uh h2o2 yeah, yeah okay so i i uh, i went to my chemistry teacher in high school and drew out the thing from the blink album i was like what's i was like what is this she was like oh that's alcohol and i was like what like so like oh, they're so mathematically involved with alcohol. They thought alcohol was so cool in the nineties. Uh. Well, I'm thinking, and and my justification or my thought on that is that these people, these these pop punk bands, how old are they at the time? Twenty three, twenty four, sure, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm thinking that you you're coming off of uh, charcoal filtered vodka. You're you're getting stuff like, um, what's the 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 cheapest vodka that pop you could off. buy? I, I'm just gonna say it's like pop off that's the one i'm thinking of so you start to get into this like the they that level of being a connoisseur and understanding that there's really nice types of vodka out yeah. there not just the crap that you can buy for eight dollars for a, a yeah. handle and maybe that's why is they're kind of they're 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 alluding to their they're growing up and understanding that there's nicer maybe that's what the the uh the draw of, of alcohol sure is. maybe like, everyone's boozing but when you when you when you have space side man that's good that's like when you got that clarity money you got uh, you're uh, <laughs> sparing no expense <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah let's hit that course space baby. Side, baby yeah salt sweat sugar on the asphalt and i'm thinking that uh, my thought is salt sweat and sugar because they're separated by commas there uh salt i'm thinking salt of the earth uh which represents uh, an honest good good-natured person salt of the earth um the sweat a direct reference to like the sweat that we pour out of our uh, bodies when we're working hard. And then I'm I, the sugar was the one that I'm not sure if that, if that represents pills and medication or if that represents like the sugar where you, you, you there's a lot of sugars and alcohol, even though it doesn't taste oh, like it, there's mm, a ton of, yeah. so I don't know if that's what it is, but on the asphalt is that that's, what's pouring out of us is that the, the goodness of us, the sweat, um, the sugar or the sweetness that we create, if that's uh-huh. if that's money, I don't know what that is. All on the on the asphalt that we're, we're basically bleeding this out. Yeah. for America. I always thought of a uh, old man Marley uh, when he's salting the sidewalks in uh, Home Alone. Uh, so that was the oh. salt, and then I automatically it just made me think of like a snowy night, right? Um, and then the sweat is salty, and sugar is the opposite of. Um, so it's almost like laying it all out there. Right. 
there it is. And then, yeah, every, our every hearts piece laying of our, out our hearts littering the topsoil. Yeah, our hearts littering the topsoil. That's it. I mean, that's that's what it comes to. We're, we're loving this. You know, you have to, if going back to the the concept of the American dream, you you have to either buy into it or deny it, right? You just, you, to make yourself feel happy, not saying that that's, that's the be all end all of it, but to make yourself happy, you can buy into it and say, this is what I want to strive toward is the American dream. And I'm going to, I'm going to lay my heart on the line. And that's basically what you see before you is that all of this hard work and effort that I put into it is in front of you. Yeah. What and I, what I've gained from it, all the money. Yeah. I always thought, uh, I mean, as like when I first heard the record and here's the thing is I probably read through the liner notes, but I still sang glittering the topsoil. And I was like, Oh, salt, <laughs> salt and sugar are grainy. And at night against the snow, they would glitter in the light. So I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh and i'm i am uh perplexed on tune in and we can get the last call i didn't really have anything uh that i went back i, I wanted to go back to that line and, and see if i could figure it out but um i didn't know what last call referred to uh i assume a bar that's the first thing i think of is last call at a bar um i don't know why tuning in gets you the last call um because tune in i think of television or radio going back to what jim said in the first line right Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you could tie it to the television, uh, tune that dial to uh, a, a channel. But then he talks about alcohol. Right. And I was so, hoping, you know, last call. Right, right. Which would make sense for a bar. Yeah. yeah, I get that. So, yeah, but I just couldn't put tune in and we can get the last call. I couldn't really fit that in. And I did go to the next line and hoping that this would uh, seed some um, some information yeah. for that that previous line, but our lives, which is a cool line to end this with it, which is our lives are coal. Originally I thought it was our lives are cold. Like Same. We're just cold yes. hearted. Same. Right. Um, but reading it as our lives are cold. I'm sorry. Our lives are coal seems way more deep. It does. Uh, this is the, uh, the, our, the, the fuel for your engine is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's our energy that keeps us going. It's our lives and it's our coal that's going to keep us living. I mean, are we gonna are we going to wake up every day with a smile on our face and and put another twenty four hours on the on the clock? Yeah. You know, it's it's our coal. What are we going to spend doing it? Are we going to work for ourselves? Or are we going to work for somebody else? I wonder if this is like a and, coal miner's anthem, not not to Jim, but if if uh, the 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 people that work in the coal mines, um, if this is like their jam, <laughs> right? Well, he was reading that book, which had I'm sure there was a there was a full chapter on on coal coal miners, which even up through I well, I want to say like the mid 1900s was it was there was still coal miners of some to some degree. I mean, there's still coal miners now. That's that what everybody's like all mad about. Yeah, the there's New a lot Deal more safety stuff, precautions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, there's a lot more safety precautions that put into place now. But just thinking about what it was like when. Zinn was writing his book mm. and putting all that stuff together. Our lives are coal. And then Jim reiterates, he repeats the chorus, but leaves out um, our coal, right? Just says our lives at the end of that chorus. Right, but he also changes the second to last line. Sign up. It's the picket line or the Ooh, parade. Oh, I'm sorry. I com- yes, I missed that. And I do have a remark for that one. You never knew that. That's uh, what he si- fucking said. Ne- no way. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can take the last... No, see, I I was thinking of we can we can get the last call. Uh, my mind was kind of merging whatever he was saying in there 
I can't even think of what I was remember what when my mind heard for sign up. It's the picket line or the parade, which is a dope line. Um, Not at all what oh, I ever yeah. thought he was saying. It's the sign up, make a choice. That's what I'm thinking of when he says sign Correct. up, make a decision. It's the picket line or the yep. parade. A nation divided, and you got to pick a side. Make a difference or live li- live in the dark and just yep. party. That's what I'm thinking of that. What that represents, yep. right? Woo. <laughs> Sign up. It's the picket line or the parade. Damn. Yeah, that's dope line. But yeah, I totally thought. Uh, I thought he said sign off so we can something, something, something. I'm pretty sure I just went. Yeah, so we can. There you go. And that's exactly what my mind is coming up with right now. And I thought sign off. Jim that's just... dope. Like, yeah, you sign off at the end of a broadcast day. <laughs> yeah, it worked out great, man. Tune in and sign mm-hmm. off. <laughs> Jim's listening now like oh fuck that actually is cool <laughs> but no his line is dope sign yeah, up, this, sign up the oh, picket yeah. line or the parade which actually I mm-hmm. heard very clearly on some of the uh, on the demo uh, which we'll get to I find that line uh, much more clear on the demo yeah and then the only difference for the remaining set of lyrics it goes verse chorus bridge and then chorus again which for being the same lyrics Jim does a sick job of changing the dynamics, especially on that last chorus when he's just screaming. Yes. But I do want to take a step back to the bridge, which is the next different line. And I, ne- I didn't believe, I always thought he said bleed from my eyes. Uh, <laughs> bleed from my Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know what, I think I just left it like, ah. <laughs> yeah. But there is a, and in the liner notes, does it have, uh, I bled the, in, uh, not even in parentheses it's just straight up okay so i bled the greed from my arm yes and that's the that's the crux of this song the crux of this entire album is right there i bled the greed from my arm so i think there's a lot that you can take from this but what i i grabbed from this was this is this referring to and i question this because i don't know you know it's open to interpretation is this american greed is this the greed of wanting it all, wanting more, waking up and saying, you know, I've, I have the American dream. I've got my uh, my nuclear family. I've got the yeah. home. And, and do I want more, though? Do I want a successful business? Do I want uh, a legacy that I can leave my yeah, my, when is it enough? my grandchildren? When is enough yeah. enough? So uh, I don't know if that's necessarily what he's saying, but that's what I'm thinking here is that it's so apparent the greed is just flowing in his veins. That's what he's bleeding out. American. Yeah. <laughs> red, red, white, and blue is what's coming out of my veins, man. And then won't they give it a rest now? What do you think that means? Um, hmm. I, I've got, I, I, they're trying to tell him that there's something else he wants. American culture, commercialism. I, there's too much out there to, to take in that. I can't, I can't take it. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed as an American, as a, as a, resident of earth i'm overwhelmed who's they and what is it uh it could be (laughs) the greed i guess the bridge might be that that point that very that last point um in that quote from jim where he says that's the moment i made a decision i i've had had enough um that oh here and i quote that was meant to say i i decided to change i bleed the greed from my arm won't they give it a rest now there it is that's the that's the moment that Mm. that he made that decision to turn things around yeah i mean hopefully he's still taking his medication but you know he changed things at that moment that that point in this in this or maybe the voices in his head Ooh, yeah maybe he didn't take his meds and that's what they're saying is you're now you're clear-headed yeah 
tell them to give it a rest now. Tell them to shove yeah. it, to lick lick my boot. <laughs> uh, and then I had a note here on the chorus. It's sort of community section, but I'll pull it up here. Jimmy E. Arg on uh, Reddit says, Bleed American Final Chorus. Who's vocals are in the dominant ones on the last chorus i feel like it's tons but i'm not really sure anybody knows um and everyone's like no it's just jim but i thought it was interesting that they thought that it sounded different and it's you're and we're talking about that growling kind of scream right i guess they didn't get specific but that's a good point yeah i i'm, I'm thinking i mean in my mind that's what i'm hearing. i wrote a lot of timestamps from some live videos for different ways that they played it live it sounds so cool and uh, What's a bummer is I took a bunch of timestamps while I was in line at Starbucks drive through and I even annotated them on my phone when I came to do my notes today. I do have all the times, but I have none of my annotations. <laughs> oh, it's about, Most of them were like, oh, dope vocal thing, a uh, cool guitar thing, but I won't <laughs> know which is which without listening to it. But we could at least jump around when I get to that area. Um, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just sent you the demo and I thought maybe we could listen to the demo version of uh of yeah here we go blood american uh then this is listed as uh track two from wherever we got correct because i think sweetness was the original first track on the demo there we go here we go
The demo. So good, man. Uh, only one little difference. Highlights so many. What's that? Uh, which is the and. And? Yeah. Yeah. Our lives. I'm sorry. It was um, it was Space Side and your grain. The second right? verse uh, had and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was tight. Uh, sounded. I mean, that's pretty much what they sound like live <laughs> um, still. I know. Yeah. Right. That's the first thing that I that uh, went into my mind when I the opening uh, riff was this is what they sound like yeah. live with this. Um, Sounds really we don't have good. to listen to the whole instrumental. It's very good. But there's a crazy sound in the chorus. Um, and of course, I didn't write the timestamp down. So we can listen up through the chorus because it's kind of weird. But it's on the okay end of the second phrase. There's like a hit. And what it sounds like is what we talked about at the beginning of um uh I will do coming out I'm running out don't care if you gave it what the fuck is that song called? Um uh <laughs> you gotta uh, remember again, we were man. talking about the sound of the <laughs> of the um of the pickup uh getting knocked uh at the beginning oh. of the thing. It sounds like that at, in the middle of the chorus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, um, what the hell that was, was the, the name of that I song? Think, did David did, get it faster? Didn't David weigh in on that one? Wait, wait, yes, get it faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but listen to the chorus on the on the instrumental, and it's not on okay. the first phrase, but the end of the second phrase. Okay. Bass sounds so good on this track, man. So good. Is it like a? Yeah, it it happened in the first yeah, one it's too. So weird, right? It is I, weird. It it's so it's buried behind the vocals. You don't notice it, but yeah, by itself, it's like. Right. It's <laughs> so it's got the same it's got the the same tone or the same note sound as the intro where it goes boo the second or I'm sorry the third note that I just yeah. mouthed. Um, it's the second higher note up yeah. there. That's what it sounds like, but it's so buried in the mix that you can't really tell yeah. what it is. But it sounds like it's that note maybe played lower. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, <laughs> it's <like> somebody kicked <laughs> a cat. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, uh, it's a tight track. Demo and instrumental is not great. Yes. Uh, notable high notes, F sharp 4. Notable low, ni- low notes, F sharp 3. Um, now, can we go back real quick? Uh, I know that you said you wanted to talk about the the cover art. Yes. Now, I had never looked at this in detail until today. Okay. And I don't know why I didn't, but I, I, I'd always looked at it from, you know, an arm's length away. So I saw a bunch of different trophies. I saw what looked like a jukebox. Come to find out it's all bowling trophies in it's a cigarette dispenser, right? As you yes. had mentioned. Uh, so then I started looking at the photo more. And I went to a nice little plug for our discography. I went through our discography. Yes. 
And this is image 12. So this is on the deluxe, the inside. It says deluxe edition art direction, Vartan, um, yada, yada. Front cover photograph, William Eggleston. Yes. Uh, photo, William Eggleston. And it says underscore the color of white, all lowercase, color spelled uh, old English style, right? The color of white. So I started looking into that a little uh-huh. bit more. And I came across a Bloomberg.com press release record. This is called, what is the name of this page? It's called a Business Wire Story Recap for July 9th of 2001. And it's just a bunch of press releases for that day all across. uh, This is a week and a half before the record down two weeks before the record drop. Yeah. Yeah. This is just past halfway down this humongous list. And it says, New York, I Storm, New York and London unveils the color of white, connecting artists with the creative industry. And then it's got some extra uh, letters and, uh, and numbers that I'm unfamiliar with. Maybe they refer specifically to the listing. So I looked up iStorm, and iStorm is a gallery in New York. And I tried to reach out to the director Whoa. of iStorm. Just as, yeah, I tried, and he didn't get back to me. His name is Henrik Ries, and uh, he may be Nordic. I don't know, but he is, uh, it's him and a couple of other guys are entrepreneurs that bought this place in 2011. So I don't know if he would have answered, been able to answer my question. But what I had asked him was, um, did William Eggleston have a gallery or was it his work that was exclusively promoted in this, in this um, showing here, this, the color of white, what were like more information on it? Uh, So that was kind of a dead end was, was that, but my thought is maybe they were touring uh, a few weeks before and came across that piece by William Eggleston Mm. at this gallery. In New York, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's right. As, as of this point, that's an assumption. Sure, yeah. I mean, that would have been too close to the record coming out because they got to submit the record three months before for the lead time to okay. do press and all of those things. Um, and I have a little bit more information about that photo in particular. If you didn't come across it, did you come across? Uh, and did you? Yeah, last minute. Was it the one that was yes. on Reddit? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, if you want to, if you want to, um, here I'll share with you the, that the post. post here so we can follow along. Uh, but uh, M. Gignac three years ago uh, says the original Bleed American artwork by William Eggleston. Uh, I've always been particularly taken with the artwork for Bleed American, especially as I've grown a little bit older. Mostly because the image of trophies against soft blue background reminds me of walking by trophy cases in junior high, high school when I was really getting into the band. I decided to do a little more research on the source of the image and thought I'd share a bit with this community for my first post here. I found that the image of the cover was just a cropped portion of a slightly taller photograph of an old cigarette machine taken by William Eggleston in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. I think I was, I think I always thought the trophies were sitting atop a jukebox, but I'm also unfamiliar with old cigarette machines, as it were. It doesn't have an official title beyond being referred to as either Memphis, Tennessee as part of a larger collection or cigarette machine. I've also deduced that based on other photos in his specific Memphis collection, it was probably taken between 1965 and 1970. One account estimated it was probably 1968. Beyond that, it doesn't look like much is really known about the photo itself, which is one of the more surprising things about it to me. I wish I knew where it was taken, whether or not the cigarette machine still exists somewhere, or even if the whereabouts of Eggleston's original photo are known. 
I'm sure they are, but I'm not very experienced in researching art, so I, I'm having a hard time at arriving to any conclusions. So it goes on to say some other stuff, asking if anybody has any more information. Um, and apparently he also, uh, William Eggleston's photo ended up on Primal Scream's Give Out But Don't Give Up album art. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, and I sent you... Take a look. Uh, I, I, an imager... An imager gallery uh-huh. of it's it's titled the democratic camera of william eggleston uh-huh. by something something tralala but it is a creativity post on uh imager from four years ago august 16th of 2016 but just looking at the photos the second one yeah. uh is the the photo from bleed american but other ones they've got a, a very similar vibe to um cindy sherman and Hannah totally Starkey. right they're kind of work right like pop um 1950s 1960s just people doing what they do in america falling asleep to white noise with a shoe rack in their closet um very you know deep bright red um do you see that one if i don't know if you're looking I am, at yeah. it, but I, I just noticed i'm looking at this so look in the bottom right isn't that like the the many positions of sex there oh yeah totally whole, yeah uh, <laughs> it's like a poster but yeah it's very much um, american culture snapshot yeah you know a, 60, a 60th of a second taken it, it, out of these people's lives, and this is what it is, is there's someone smoking a cigarette on a on a Davenport with a Bob Dylan poster behind them. Just very much real. These photos are so uh, great. Americana, yeah. right? So that's, um, yeah, that's William Eggleston's style there. So I'm glad that, that Jimmy World saw that, and that's what... Yeah, but yeah, how know, they in, came in across it, are, who knows? Yeah, that who knows? That's another question for Jim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then somebody else, unfortunately, the eBay listing is gone, but somebody had found a matching vending machine, uh, the exact model cigarette vending machine from the cover of Bleed American for sale. Anybody up for cre- recreating the artwork in real life? And the, the that was from two years ago. Shmino posted it. Um, I don't know how he knew what the model was or all that stuff. Um, I couldn't find any of that information, but um, I wonder if he bought it or somebody did. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are interested in certain things in this world, and I'm sure there's there's a, more than a dozen <laughs> cigarette machine aficionados out there that go, oh, that's the the AB ABQ twelve. <laughs> oh, what you got there is a uh... second. Really. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, they played this song 742 times. It is their number three most played song. Yeah, uh, and the most times they ever played it was 106 times in 2017. It's Tom's favorite to play live, uh, he said in a Reddit Q&A. And Zach has said on Twitter how much he loved playing it live. He even posted a clip, which we can play a little bit of, of him um, from one of his drum cam videos of him playing the end of it. He Uh says, bridge to end of Bleed American is one of my favorite sections to play. Getting it all out. Anger, blowy smoke face. Also, Tess Falcone killing it on their lighting slash timing. Uh, fist, hashtag drums, hashtag Jimmy World, hashtag Bleed American. And then he posted a video of him playing that little part. Now, you, yeah, uh, yeah, you want to play it? it? It's a little... Gotcha. And I do have a question for you after we let me make sure I can bring this one up. All right, here we go.
imagine the adrenaline rush you get after finishing that song and you hear right? that crowd. My goodness. Um, so I had a question for you. You're familiar with Pro Shot yes. Video. You seem to be a little bit more in tune with the whole live thing. Uh, killing it with the ti- the lights and timing. Is that stuff pre-programmed or is that manual? Is there someone I always assume that, that there's to- somebody. I follow Tess on Instagram. I assume I follow from the pod account. Um, and I'm assuming because she got tagged in something. But I think she tours with the band. So I think she's the lighting director. And then she's probably operating Sick. the board live so all she's got to do is play along okay um there were there there are things you can program there are things that you can trigger a lot of bands now will play to a click so that's why you you like you won't go to like unfortunately you won't go to a blink show and really get them improvising a whole lot because everything is travis plays to a click and they play to tracks and a lot of the lighting is timed to that you know i mean they 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 do a week's worth of rehearsals where they do all those plannings and then like maybe they switch out a couple songs so it's like hey we're running a set list tonight or b set list tonight and then you just load it up in the lighting in the re or uh (laughs) etc board the lighting board and you just load up the program for the a show and you just dude the thrill yeah you just hit go at the start of every song (laughs) um and then they start the show they get the four the four beat in and then that's it your show will end in 45 minutes. I did go to, oh, that reminds seconds. me. Let's just go ahead and pull it up. Um, I went to a secret, oh, it wasn't a secret. It was like a private Blink-182 show. I think I think the tickets did end up going on sale. Somehow I got in uh, for Halloween at the Fonda. So it was a very small show. And they tried to play a song a couple times. And they couldn't, I think they were playing along with a track. And it was wrong. And it didn't <laughs> work out. Um, uh it was uh, awkward in the room, to say the least. Uh, let me. Well, how many attempts did twice, they, they? I think have it. Yeah, twice, Ugh. I think. Let me. I'm gonna put this and watch together right now. It was. Uh, you never. You want. You never want to see your heroes like flailing. You know what I mean. So. Oh yeah. Here they no. are at the Fonda. That's what up. So notice the lights are still going, right? And now they cut it. I honestly uh-huh. don't know what the fuck is going on. Try it again. I don't really like myself without you. Every song I sing is still about you. Every song I sing is still about. What's happening? Oh my gosh. The click is off. Oh, I thought... No, we played to a click and the click's all fucked up. Fuck that song. I thought you were just compressing your eyes. Fuck that song right now. We're right. skipping that fucker. We're fucking Davis. Yeah. <laughs> that song, that hey, by song. The way, by the way, hey, hang on a second. 60 million copies sold. We are a professional fucking rock band. All right, what's the next 
Wow, man. That's so ah, rough to, to be there. That felt like I don't remember it feeling that long in the room. <laughs> that was so painful. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at least Mark, at you know, put it to an end yeah, after that no, second fuck time. fuck that. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah, fuck that. We're not yeah. doing this song. <laughs> I think they'd only played it once before that. Uh, but yeah, it's weird. It's like, oh, man, Matt was playing guitar, but it wasn't the right notes. So then I was like, Matt's playing it wrong then. But I don't know the song well enough to uh, on guitar to say whether or not he was. Right. And they're all so reliant on how they've been practicing it. You think, why can't they just take out their 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 in-ear things and just play it? But yeah. they probably can't hear themselves. Yeah. And there's so much more at yeah. stake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that's what my theory is, is that she's there. And uh, I think because they have a utility guy on stage, they're not playing to a track as much. So Tess is, they probably can easily switch stuff out. And since Tess is on the road with them, she can just right. play along. Yeah. Or she pre-programmed it. Zach's playing to a click. And he's just commending her on being able to program that end part. Based off of what yeah, he was playing. Either way, yeah. it did look yeah. good. Uh, so yeah, this track has a music video. It does, which I have not seen in a long time. I, I watched a, a couple of seconds of it, and I yeah, go, oh yeah, I remember that. It's mostly footage, I believe, from the Believe in What You Want DVD. So we could take a look yeah. at it real quick. A lot of this looks shot at a show. I'm not crazy because I take the right pills every day. And dress, clean your conscience, clear thoughts with space side. With your brain, clean your conscience, clear thoughts with space side. I mean, it's what it is. It's a performance video. It's cool. I don't yeah. think there's any surprises. I'll jump to like almost the end and see if like does uh, something happen. Like, just quicker cuts. Uh, I did see some spit, but there's a lot of uh, uh, quick cuts. Yep, basically, yep, yep. That it's fun video. Man. Um, Ooh, cuts to the beat. Exactly. Uh, yeah, oh. looks like a fun, uh, a fun time. Uh, Song fact says the band recorded this when they didn't have a record deal. Dozens of radio stations across the states started playing it anyway, which led to their signing with DreamWorks. So again, it yeah it that makes me think that the song was playing on the radio well before uh like it, it had to be january february of that year right well you think it was that long well here's one thing i didn't do was uh no it was it was listed as salt sweat sugar so it was on a lot of comps and things uh before the release of uh not before the release of the album but separate of the album it was on a bunch of stuff uh and I'm wondering, based off release dates, if maybe it was on one of these comps and it just became like wildfire, I guess, you know? 
but unfortunately i think all of these just say either 2001 or 2002 release dates they don't have like here's festival guide free cd but it just says release 2001 in europe but it has bleed american along with uh lincoln park has a track on here papa roach marilyn manson um but not like yeah monitor this is an august september release it's a comp cd sampler john comer's sampler but there's not like uh we don't have a month but somehow song facts thinks that this being played on the radio this song got uh-huh. them signed to dreamworks mm. 44 j pod if you heard this earlier yeah because than- i'm looking at the i'm trying to look at the you know I was, when, when you were saying all that i was going through um the deluxe that same page where i was reading about william eggleston because they did have a lot of other thanks that they had um they put on this page so mark trombino elizabeth gregory lauren israel um and the fans but they were off of capital they and i'm trying to find i read in here somewhere i want to say it was in these liner notes that's on the discography that they completely maybe it was andy greenwald's uh, quote in the middle of it's like in the very center folding of the the liner notes of the deluxe but it was just uh you know a band that had completely oh yeah there it is the result was bleed american a timeless album recorded completely on the band's own dime about being in love with love music and life itself uh about the things that save us when we can't save ourselves and about how even if it takes some time everything everything will be just fine yeah yeah I, it doesn't have anything about the the dates in here though specifically yeah it's uh it's yeah, it's weird. There was the Salt Sweat Sugar single, but it was already called Salt Sweat Sugar, which makes me think that that's a post 9-11 release. Right. Yep. Um, and then the middle was released after that. Now, here's a Bleed American single where it is credited as Bleed American, but the release date is just 2001. It's got to be this one. Hmm. It's got to be this Bleed American Your House demo single. But yeah, I don't. I wish there were a way to see when this hit rock radio bleed american seven inch single rpm but it was a dreamworks release that's yeah yeah after yeah and then two song cd sampler from universal music bleed american in your home demo that's in your home the before your house uh no it's just second second track your home home is an early demo the track released is your house on the bleed american album um but this is a universal release Motor DreamWorks. I'm trying to see if there was anything that was not DreamWorks between Clarity and uh, Bleed American releasing, and I just am not seeing it. Anyway, uh, yeah. What else you got? Okay. Uh, so I spent so much time going through all the covers that I didn't have much for Community. Uh, oh, I have or some any stuff. If you want me to go so, through it before we hit covers and stuff, you can. All I all I have left. Yeah, is some covers, and just to give you uh, an idea of time, um, I have flagged five of them from YouTube that I liked, and you may, you and I may have uh, some overlap there, and and then uh, I think you and I will find that we probably search for the same yeah. types of yeah. the song. <laughs> I have ten said, covers, does this, does and then I have this? several like <laughs> other versions I'm counting that are not quite covers, um, and then uh-huh. I've got some live stuff. And then uh, I think that's it. I didn't do a rave DJ okay. because there's already an amazing mashup that I posted to Reddit a while ago. Yes, there. So, yeah, you did. Which uh, one was that? Uh, um, true. Yeah, you not yeah, yeah, give yeah. It away? I don't want to give it away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and same thing. I didn't have a rave DJ because I, I had picked out 
four oh mashups that oh I, I, yeah i have yeah. a couple like remixes things so anyway lots and lots of stuff coming up um and yes. because okay. of so much stuff we'll probably also go extended covers on the patreon um so anyway <laughs> uh here's a couple other song facts things um this was a much more pop influence than Jimmy World's previous songs. Lead singer Jim Adkins claims that he found it more difficult to write concise pop songs than the more abstract material they'd performed in the past, but this undoubtedly led to their mainstream acceptance. So that's just a general note about the album Bleed American. Jim Adkins says of the song, it's about dissatisfaction and yearning for something more. It describes a feeling of that something is missing. Uh, drummer Jack, uh, Zach Lind told Rock Sound Magazine, uh, how new influences made Bleed American stand apart from their other albums. We'd gotten interested in people like Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen, guys who re wrote really great big American rock songs. We never really thought about that before, as previously we'd been drawing on more punk and alternative stuff. With Bleed American, we liked the idea of trying to make a record in that vein. Clarity wandered quite a lot. It went off on a lot of different tangents, and we let go whatever we let it go whatever way we wanted. This was much more focused again on the record. A uh, couple things on Twitter from them about the song uh zach had posted in 2010 gotta come clean jimmy Eat world used steroids when making bleed american we're clean now and are subject <laughs> to random p tests um and then zach also oh, said zach. on twitter in 2011 at a bar didn't recognize bleed american playing until the chorus hit and i haven't started drinking yet uh and i mean i i looked at all the comps it was on 29 different comps <laughs> yeah man um what a yeah. solid track. Uh, the other top song meanings thing I found uh, was from Flag Little C on September 18th, 2019. I don't remember why I picked this one. It says, the last 60 years of American culture summed up in seven words. Sign up, the picket line, or the parade. Everything mm. in American society yeah. is an either or. Democrat or Republican, fat or skinny, hot or not, Coke or Pepsi, patriot or terrorist, guilty or innocent. Um you have to sign up to be someone. So let your uh so pick your side, picket line or parade. And sorry, that's latency. And that was February 10th, 2008. Then there were two replies, one of which was uh detail detail m uh mm -hmm. flag I think flag is from me like flagging something. So, yeah, let's see. Sorry. So latency latency said the you got to choose one or the other. And then Detail M says, 50% uh, of America doesn't even vote on presidential elections. I know people who are of moderate weight or plain. I drink Dr. Pepper. And last I check, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, so that was that person. <laughs> Sounds fun. Uh, and then Little C says, but still, the USA is a very binary society. There's not a lot of middle ground because there are only two choices. Maybe that's why the turnout is so abysmal during these elections. There's no normal art alternative. Um, yeah. And that was posted almost a, uh, yeah. Almost so a year yeah, ago. between 2008 and 2019, that comment has gotten, I mean, it's a timeless ass song uh, and a timeless ass subject. Well, yeah, but I was very going through, you know, I saw 113 comments, but I was very intrigued to see what people had to say in 2001 and then what people had to say. Yeah. Recently in the last couple of years, because that's, that's, almost 20 years of time that's spanned in there that, you know, I know that song meanings doesn't have a lot of activity, but just to see uh, what people yeah. are saying. Um, yeah. There are, and there aren't a ton more. It's more replies. Yeah, than reply guys. Uh, Pebble Swiss survivor. Uh, it was, it was out in round nine. 
and Walking on a Wire Survivor, it made it to second place. Um, yeah. Uh, fan- oh, I came across this subreddit. Fan stands. It's a subreddit where fans of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure can share their ideas for stand abilities. Here's a pair of Japanese quotation marks for you to copy and paste. So they want people to not only be part of I guess it's a Japanese game. Jack- Japanese quotes look really cool. They're like a box. Here, let me send this to you. Um, they kind of like frame the thing that you're like writing about. Um, uh-huh. And this person. So it's a subreddit where fans can share their ideas for stand abilities. I don't know what any of that means, but here's what this user, uh, oh, pogo stick. Uh, wrote um, the user is Jimmy eat Walter, a young boxer who is hopelessly addicted to the thrill of fighting. Having found himself in the dumps everywhere else in his life, he turns to the ring for the only dopamine boost. He still has knocking others out until he himself is knocked out. This addiction has even led him to battle others stand users, tossing himself further and further down the rabbit hole in search of a better fight, even as it tears apart his body and mind. His namesake is from the album by Jimmy World. Appearance. Bleed American takes the form of a short and muscular humanoid figure with a shining gold Roman, blah, 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 blah. All this stuff. Anyway, it was like kind of bonkers um, that (laughs) um, I guess it's just like just a community I'm not familiar with at all. And like building up a a, like a video game character, a game character of some sort. Um, Yeah. And then somebody says in the comments jimmy e zarudo um and somebody i mean yeah i don't know i guess you got uh credit for that and then well it's got what seven points completely upvoted yeah 100 percent. and then i came across this let's see if we can describe this art um i said cool art from user we at uh one year ago bleed american digital um what is it we're looking at here? Oh, okay. It's like a line drawing, a pencil drawing of of a man, uh, a person's in a V-neck shirt, short sleeve, that has 2001 written on it. And then the person's head is a TV with rabbit ears, kind of like crooked off to the side. It says, and then on the TV screen, it says, I'm not alone because the TV's on, yeah. Uh, and I thought it was kind of cool art hand-drawn yeah, very simple line art yeah reminds me of like 90s uh mtv cartoons i was gonna say this could be animated uh to like a, a low frame rate and that would yeah. be like a little uh bumper in between totally. shows uh and this is very high up on jake t o'donnell's list between one and 20 Ooh man um let's go with 612 After what happened with Clarity, Jimmy Eat World had a right to be pissed off. They'd pronounced their soul, they'd poured their souls into an incredible record, been mistreated by their label, kicked to the curb, and left to fend for themselves. Some of that anger and venom comes across on the opening and title track to what would be their most popular record. This is the highest ranking album opener here, and does it ever make a statement? Uh, the opening riff of Bleed American hits like a battering ram, breaking down a door and knocking everyone over. Jim sings about staving off insanity. I'm not crazy because I take the right pills every day before the yells of the chorus. Salt, sweat, sugar on the asphalt, our hearts littering the topsoil. 
They totally go for it with the solo as Zach bashes away on the drums. The band would try to recreate this type of song again in the future, see my entry for Pain in part one, but would never quite hit the visceral high of Bleed American again in their career. Also, as I've mentioned, and will mention much more as we get to the end of this list, I spent almost all of my high school years loving this band above all others. After graduation, our class went on an overnight trip to Boston, and when we got back to school the next day, some kids from our graphics program had put together a video that we watched in our school's lecture hall. Part of the video was a montage of sporting highlights from our class, and it was soundtracked by Bleed American. My jaw hit the floor. I had nothing to do with putting it together, but it almost felt like divine intervention. So that's Jake T. O'Donnell's recall of Bleed American. Um, so now I'm going to dig into a couple live uh, versions. And like even my links are gone. It's so dumb. But luckily, all of these are on our list. I just got to find them. Okay, so the first one, I say the intro is dope. Go to 115 on this uh, Westwood 1 Oh, the file, file you're just 115. You. Ooh, okay. All right. And we're back. <laughs> I swear, when I start doing too many things at once, it's just... Oh, it's, bummer. Hold on, let me get my teeth. <laughs> yes, I got you now. Okay. 115, baby. Yes, baby. I love how they intro it. To the, this oh, is the yeah. whole set open. Rick. So yeah, Ooh, I wrote man. something down for 132. I don't remember what it was. But if you jump to three minutes, something happened. Something I don't know what, but I made a note. Something cool well, happens at three minutes and 311. Let's listen to this magic. So that's one version of him doing the. Uh, uh, so whenever I whenever I listen to the album version of this, that's what I hear Jim doing. I've heard yeah, that totally. the live the live versions more than uh, the album one, and that's what I hear. Cold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, jump to four twenty because I think that's the end of the track, and usually he's got like a dope growl or something. All right, let's let's listen. Let's growl at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. Oh, man. Is that throat singing there? Oh, he's practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Theremin. Totally. I love oh. that he had the theremin like plugged into like a distortion oh, yeah. pedal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He clicks it on. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. This next one is from what did I say it was from? Uh, 2002 Rock City. Rock City. And I say the intro is dope to listen to. It's probably more of the same. Um, and then two minutes, uh, something cool happens. I don't know what, but. So you want to listen to the intro. I'll uh, listen to the intro and then 
then the two minute mark yeah good evening We have the Jimmy Eat oh. World in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> so I love when he says we are the Jimmy Eat World. That's yeah. like one of, like me and Susie. That's like one of our favorite things that we hear Jim say. Um, so jump to two minutes. Let's see what he does. I can see why they play this. That's like my favorite live thing. so much. Him doing James oh my Hetfield. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Everyone's got to have so much fun. And if yeah, Tom right? is saying it's his favorite song to play live, it, it, as it, as in rhythm guitarist and accompanying guitarist, if you're having fun, hell, right? Everyone's yeah. got to be having fun. Totally. Uh, so the Chase This Light Tour uh, version is really cool. I'm trying to see. It doesn't look like they have the one I had. So I'm going to have to download another one <laughs> unless Sick. they did it. This go vote 2008. Nope. So shoot. All right. I'm gonna, uh, I did download it already. All right. So I, I was right on top of that rose. There you um, go. So then it just needs to go over the information super highway uh, into my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they did the Brixton Academy in 2008. It was on the Chase's light tour. They made these live performances available for purchase on their website. So I bought the CD and I got a CD, like a pro audio board recording of uh, this Brixton Academy show. And it sounds awesome. I'll say uh, because it's Brixton Academy, it's ace. Uh, So uh, (laughs) what's the timestamps that I liked on these? Uh, This one in particular. Oh, this is the, the intro that is tight. dope is it when the crowd comes in man oh man they realize oh this is bleed american yeah man so this one i have tagged as live at la scala um that must be a venue or something um and i have 140 he does something cool let's see what he does at 140 live at la scala So I guess it was that. Oh, I yeah. really like when he does like the just varies it, right? Uh our hearts, yeah, glitter glittering the top. See, I still say glittering. I love when <laughs> he hits the yeah in there. Like Tom could easily do that, yeah, but I love that he does it. Uh jump to 225, and then I have something at 248. So I guess we'll let that play through. I'll bet that's more of the more of the growls.
so yeah, no growl there, but I love no. like I love when they're like kind of swirling around each other vocally. It sounds really yep. cool. Mm. Um so I have one that says live from the 930 club. Now I think this might be the performance from the Believe in What You Want DVD. Um but because I'm not 100% sure, I'm just going to have to send you this file. Um, <laughs> and we'll see. Oh, I I think Believe in What You Want was shot at the 930 club, but it's not necessarily to say that this performance is that same 930 club performance. Um Although I do have a video thumbnail, so I'll assume maybe this is what this is from. Okay, let's see. Uh, and on this one, I say something cool happens at 145. Oh, this is the version from the middle slash praise chorus Australian tour EP, which was released October 2002. <laughs> this, this is the live one that I've heard a lot. Uh, jump to 254 mm. and something cool happens there. We don't, who knows what the whole, yeah, there's three minutes and two seconds of cool, but this is extra cool here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hear that growl again. Exactly. Cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay. And this one I can put in watch together. Cause I think I got this one from uh, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so this one, and what did I say? I want to go to 135. 135. This is how they're doing it. So this was on the Third Eye Blind tour. And I remember it feeling really cool and different and special. Um, and yeah, they kind of, they didn't extend the breakdown, but they kind of like reimagined it. And it came out really cool. Oh, come on. I'm trying to find 135. did extend it. Yeah. Fuck, this song rips, dude. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, those are the ones that I loved. Um... So now we can get into some fun stuff. This is, uh, I, I, what mashup do you want to play? Because this one might be the best one. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the best one that. Take I a really look at liked... what I have loaded up and watched together. And is that the <sighs> okay, one? Okay. Okay. Let me, let me take a look. Um, it doesn't say what's loaded up. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, bummer. no, not for me, even though you can see it. So I'm going to tell you which one of the four that I came across, the one that I liked the, the most was the Jimmy World versus Allie and AJ. Oh, that I was, don't know that one. So then yeah, there we let's go. hear it. Okay, this is going to be... Uh, I was what, wondering why you were asking me about Allie and AJ earlier. Yeah. I was like, man, he must have found them on like a radio station. I was like, hey, this is great. <laughs> okay, this is... Um, yeah, this is Bleed American versus Potential Breakup Song. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's different with a major chord. Yeah, man. Because the other one I, I love so much, and that was so strong, I want to bookend it. Okay. Well, you uh you you'd made me pull my my ace out. <laughs> oh, I'm I know, I, and I'm sorry. It was so okay. good though. Yeah. Um, I think that's that a good opener. I was like, let's bookend our fun stuff uh, <laughs> thing. So, uh, this is Cap Cuts, who we talked about recently. Yeah. He did the emo yes. night uh, mashup. Uh, so this is called Bleed This American Day. I was excited to hear this one. Yeah. Oh, 
so tight. That it's so creative. Is, yes. Yeah, I love that second half. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. It starts off normal and then uh, uh, kind of takes a huge left turn. So this next one is called Music Box Mania. And uh, it's I, I'm assuming it's exactly what we think. need a baba <laughs> too late for us to play this it's not gonna get any better with my next one here i see a big waveform oh what happened if i hit pause it oh i see a big waveform towards the end i'll jump over there come on all right let's see what happens right here that they throw in there is it's like uh it's kind of like the the music box resetting it sounds like oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh, it's very uh new fantasy land they have a music box that does that if you don't turn it at the right speed perfectly yeah. it'll do the yeah all right it's kind uh, of this one kind of is from the uh twinkle twinkle little rock star so it's not sparrow sleeps but it's twinkle twinkle little rock star so more baba <laughs> Very new age sound. Yeah, I feel like I'm at like the massage parlor. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Exhale slowly. Or it sounds like um, Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, totally. The, it sounds like background music for Twin Peaks. <laughs> it's not as 90s, but totally. If they converted this over to like a, a Casio tone, they'd have it. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. oh yeah, We're on the money. <laughs> this is great. I would bring this to the massage parlor. Oh, I gotta send you this next one. I thoroughly enjoyed this next one. So this next one is from Reddit. And the Reddit post is Bleed American, but every song ends after the first word is sung. And I remember this was like a meme from a couple of years ago where people would be like, oh, the song doubles in speed every time somebody says this word or something like that. Um, and this is just bonkers. We can stop it after the first switch over. Uh, but uh, all right, let's let's listen. It's literally the whole record, but it just <laughs> switches to the next song after the first oh, word. Oh, damn you, Snake Oil 27. 
oh is he the one that did it i didn't even look yeah and look here, here's the lyrics i'm our hey when if there's what's i the it's i <laughs> oh man that's great all right oh, here here comes my piece de resistance oh, okay okay um uh this is my favorite one and uh i posted it i i found it and then i was like oh yeah i forgot that was a thing and I found my own post to the Jimmy World subreddit with this. Uh, this is called Lizzo Truth Hurts Pop oh Punk Mashup. Oh my gosh, love Jimmy it. Jimmy World. This is the definitive version of the song for me now. that's so good dude i can remember the thursday night that i was driving home from work <laughs> with this and this was on youtube yeah man it didn't it that didn't like play well on my thing and i was like i don't know if i should be fiddling with my phone so i started <laughs> playing it and then i'd pull over and hit play again and then start driving because it's only like a seven minute drive home yeah so i got to listen to it like three times but it's so good <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I'm Com- so Kometa? glad. Who? Kometa what was Music that? was the person. Kometa Music? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Who the hell put that together? Yeah, Kometa yeah. Music. And I think I commented and all this stuff like when that had come oh, out. Oh, yeah. I was just so blown away and so happy. It it makes me so happy. Um, 
so now we can uh jump into covers yeah um i have one that i guess i know i want to do in front of the paywall for sure and then is there anything you want to do in front of the paywall uh no we can do your one and then we'll just do all the other ones uh fire up the robo voice baby (laughs) we got megan galding Oh, you you got one, huh? Yeah, dude. Uh, I looked right. for uh, the our other girl, and I didn't find it, so I had to look for lyrics. And I know what those screenshots look like. I know what the thumbnail looks like. So, all right, uh, let's get a text to speech robot. Let me bring her up. Him, <laughs> and okay, um, you and can hit it whenever you're ready. Megan Golding. Does Megan Golding have intro? I don't know. Uh, keep your finger on the trigger, just in case. All right, here let's we see. go. <laughs> I'm not alone cause the TV's on, yeah. I'm not crazy cause I take the right pills every day. And rest, clean your conscience, clear your thoughts with space eyed with your grain. Clean your conscience, clear your thoughts with space eyed. Salt, sweat, sugar on the asphalt. Our hearts littering the topsoil. Tune in and we can get the last call. Our lives, our coal. Salt, sweat, sugar on the asphalt. Our hearts littering the topsoil. Sign up, it's the picket line or the parade. Our lives. That how was great. can it how can it pronounce Speyside properly and then it says asphalt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, man. That was good. Alright, now we'll jump behind the paywall and play some more crazy stuff. Alright. Yeah, man. What a jam. It, it I, I, in my head, it's almost like, and they're all from Bleed America, but it's like the middle sweetness and Bleed America. I just didn't consider how big of a track this was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I think we did a good job covering everything. Yeah. Is there anything else you want us to find out? 44 J Pod. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this was a big uh, hurdle. These big tracks are like so uh, anxiety uh, inducing. Inducing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, what are your final thoughts um, on the song? So it was a little overwhelming going into this thinking, oh man, there's going to be a ton of covers to go through. But hearing what people have put into this, you just, you realize how big of a track this is, how layered it is. Uh, Jim, even there saying just how, how much forethought went into the production of the sound there. Um, What a, what a huge album opener. Uh, I love it. And I like that we figured out what this song could potentially be about. It makes it, uh, it adds a little bit. But dude, what a what a what a banger, man! I know we we use that term, um, you know, fairly <laughs> loosely on this, but damn, if this isn't like a, a top one, so yeah, 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 this one smacks you in the face. Yeah, and I think it was like one of the first ones I'd heard uh, from the band because I don't even know if I'd heard the middle before I bought the record because Tom was talking about Jimmy World in uh, the. Uh, like the urethra chronicles so uh-huh. I, I i think this was the first record i owned then singles and uh i mean you just pop it in and this just smacks you in the face and yeah I was like, oh yes i will like describe this. it i will like this <laughs> yes <laughs> slap slap this is good yeah um and yeah i think I, I i think i think you nailed the head hit the nail on the head and i have nothing else to add mm. so with that i think everybody should uh uh purchase uh bill and ted face the music and uh continue to be excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs>